Welcome to Shed Life. Welcome back to the shed, bro. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me back here. It's, uh, it hasn't been that long, has it? It hasn't. It hasn't. You're becoming quite a, a household uh, favourite, I guess, around here, aren't you? In the shed. Well, it's always a pleasure, as I said before. Yep. All right. So we're going to discuss uh, one of my favourite topics and definitely your favourite topic. Um, it's barely been away for long and it's coming back very quickly around the corner. And that is the new season, Premier League season. What's your thoughts, mate? How excited are you? To be honest, uh, absolutely buzzing. Um, a lot of people uh, probably are getting a bit keyed off with the fact that there's so much football on TV, but um, there's no complaints from my end whatsoever, and I'm really looking forward to uh, next week. And uh, yeah, can't wait for it to start, really, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, it's not, it's not been long, like we said. Do you think it's been long enough um, in terms of an actual physical, mental standpoint for the players and the clubs to restart a new season? I think it's crazy how, uh, how much of a little uh, break they've had. Um, it's quite surprising with these footballers, you know, obviously a lot, of the, lot is expected of them, but at the end of the day, they are human beings as well that are doing a job. Um, obviously, many people will say they're getting paid the money, so get on with it and shut up. Uh, but yeah, it's been such a short window. I can barely just I can visualize the season finishing on that last day um, a couple of months back uh, with Man United and Leicester um, fighting for that top four position um, and then the Champions League uh, literally uh, the final just a couple of weeks back so it just feels like football hasn't uh, ended whatsoever uh, and that is not a problem for myself or you I'm sure. Yeah no absolutely I think you're right when as soon as the Premier League ended we had that sort of mini summer tournament which was the Champions League and I, I'd enjoyed that format to honest as like European football every day um, it was really exciting to watch um, but you're right there hasn't been much of a gap I think people would argue though that the amount of gap they had during the um, during the year springtime and start of summer with corona lockdown and shit that kind of mitigates some of the uh, you know rest required now between the seasons so but yeah that's a very good point um, I, I do agree with that I just think the way this season's happened with COVID and um, the amount of football games that are going to happen within a 12-month span is crazy. Um, it's it's exciting though, and uh, you know the season starts on the 12th of September next Saturday, um, and it finishes on um, Sunday, May 23rd. COVID dependent, of course, um, and that's just 19 days before the Euros kicks off. So it's wow. literally going to be football after football after football. Um, so lots of fun. Um, there's some real exciting um, uh, differences, obviously, with the way that um, lock, when, when lockdown happened, the Premier League introduced some new rules um, with the season coming uh, uh, back. But um, that, they have changed effectively. Um, one of those big changes was the five substitutes. Uh, the Premier League introduced that and that was a really interesting uh, factor. Um, another thing was the drinks breaks as well. Um, the real tactical point of, of view that um, a, lot of, a lot of fans and pundits said made a difference. This time round, um, I can tell you now that the five substitutes is not happening. Um, they had an AGM in the Premier League on the 6th of August and they uh, discussed it um, together and they've decided um, that there will only be the normal three substitutes, um, which does make sense. Um, 
and I believe as well that the drinks breaks are not happening. Um, so yeah, no more tactical chances for Pep to wave his arms around mm. and Arteta as well, who both took advantage of that very well, in my opinion. Uh, just going back to what you said, the season ends um, end of May and Euro starts 19 days later. That's yeah. it. Mate, what happens yeah. about like, the Champions League final? Because that's usually like a week after the um, a week after the season ends. So that means the people involved in that will have like less than less than two weeks before they jump into the Euros if they're involved. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolute madness. Um, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that the way it would follow the Champions League would follow the exact same format, and we'll be finishing a week or two after the Premier League uh, finishes on May 23rd. Uh, not again, not much break for these teams. Um, so yeah, very very interesting. Um, one of the ch- one of the uh, other changes is that assistant referees have been told to keep their flags down uh, in case of marginal offsides. Um, the real reason behind that is because they want VAR to be the true judge now going forward. Um, kind of taking away the referees or the assistant referees' responsibilities. To be honest, there's been a lot of controversy last season with some real close VAR calls. Um, some real shit ones. ones. Some yeah, some real ones. shit ones. I remember McGoldrick's one against Sheffield uh, for Sheffield United against Spurs with his toe being an inch offside, according to VAR. So, uh, look, these are the rules, and and this is what these are what the teams have to adapt to. Um, and ultimately, apparently, uh, the referees have been told that they have to go and look at the review uh, area as well. Um, the screen on the side of the pitch it drew a lot of criticism last year because there was a lack of use of it, um, but. What the FA and what sorry, what the Premier League have promised is that they have promised that um, they will be using it and they will be making executive decisions using VAR. So that's quite exciting as well. Um, you know, I think that's going to make you know, human decision will make a will provide a huge impact on some certain results as well. And you know, you look at it with Bournemouth as well. I know they got relegated last year, but they there's talks about them suing. Um, the Premier League because of what happened with Villa and Sheffield United on that first game when lo- after lockdown. Um, <laughs> that was a it's joke. real interesting. Yeah, that was a joke um, of a decision. So you know, VAR is here to stay, guys. So um, we got We got to adapt to it um, and enjoy. Well, it's that, not. It's not. It's not really us who's got to adapt to it. It's, it's them who's got to improve well, on it because they're at the moment running a shit show with them. Um, no, I totally agree with you. But from, I do think from a fan's point of view. If you're in the pub or you're with your mates and you, you see that goal go in, sometimes you you got to hold back your we you won't hold back your excitement. Um, the adrenaline will take over, but um, VR has caused a, you know a few issues with that as well. Um, just talking about the fans as well. When are we when are we going to be allowed back in the stadiums? Um, oh mate, you know speaking of that, I saw um I saw a friendly last weekend, uh, Brighton v Chelsea, and they had like two thousand odd fans in there, and they're all socially distanced and um. Yeah, I mean, that was the first sort of one of the pilot events with fans in it. Uh, it was quite interesting to see. Yeah, I heard about that as well. I think they they let about 2,000 to 3,000 Brighton fans in, maybe wrong on that figure, but uh, it was all socially distanced and it makes sense. My personal point of view is that um, fans attending the ground shouldn't be much of an issue because they are outside and outdoors and that's proven to be a lot safer uh, not to get into that kind of aspect but uh, if the pubs and restaurants are open why can't a football ground be open I understand the big differences is that you're talking about thousands of people attending it and um, that is the real issue and policing that especially with the alcohol as well um, you know and the fans clashing with each other potentially 
that causes another conundrum. Um, but I do think that fans should be allowed back in. I think Arsenal, Sheffield United and the Emirates is going to be trialled as one of the first games um, for that in the Premier is League that, season. So, is that full house or limited capacity? N- no, it's going to be a trial. It's going to be a trial. Um, so what, what figure that means in terms of number of fans allowed in, who knows? But um, it does make sense and you can use the social distancing. But we all know what happens when a goal goes in and you're in a Premier League stadium. Um, you go pretty nuts, especially if you're in an away end and you start hugging random people. So, yeah, not a, not, maybe not the best idea. And that's probably the concerns of uh, the Premier League and the Chiefs that are up there making those executive decisions. Well, it makes sense, man, because if you, if you look at what they advise the players uh, post-lockdown, how they should behave when a goal goes in or how they shouldn't shake hands at the start of a match and this and that. But it doesn't matter. As soon as the ball gets kicked off, it's like nothing's changed. Do you know what I mean? You're, they're jumping on each other, jumping each other and celebrating like normal. So I don't really see the reason behind them taking these sort of measures. Even them, some of the guys wearing masks, what's the point? They've all been tested. They're all touching each other anyway. Like, it's all for show, to be honest. I love it. It's a bit silly, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess a lot of eyes are watching them. So, you know, you've got you to gotta, you gotta do right and follow that protocol. But, um, yeah. Yeah, either either way, either way, lots of excitement to to happen over the next couple of couple of months. But there has been a little, there has been a um, a few a bit of excitement with the transfer market, which is uh, you know market. been a bit of a gap. Yeah, been a bit of a gap, um, a, a real small one um, compared to the norm. Um, the transfer window started on the twenty seventh of July, um, and it's going to be open for ten weeks, uh, ending on the fifth of October, um, which is a lot later than what it normally would be um, with a conventional committee start. Yeah, very late indeed. Um, One of the things that they have said as well is that uh, Premier League clubs um, will be allowed to trade with other um, uh, Skybet League League 1, Skybet League 2 and the Championship clubs until um, the 16th of October. So there's options there as well for some movement even after that. And I'm sure some of the managers aren't going to aren't going to like that, but um, that's again. How, this is what lockdown and COVID has caused. How does it align? How does it align with the rest of Europe, though? Because that's been the issue for the Premier League over the last few years that they've decided to finish before the season starts, um, mm-hmm. leaving them sort of vulnerable to other European leagues sort of snatching some of the players without them being able to get replacements. So, we don't. Do, do you know much about that one, or? I. I, I t- I would I would be lying on lying in the shed if I had told you that I did know that. Um, but I do know for a fact that the German season um, and some of the uh, the Bundesliga and the Serie A and the La Liga are all starting after the Premier League. Okay. Which normally isn't the case with the Bundesliga um, uh, and well, mainly the Bundesliga, Sierra and La Liga do start afterwards. But mainly with the Bundesliga, also the Championship normally starts a week before, week or two before. But that yeah, they do. Either. That's going to start on the same day, is it? It's all starting on the same day. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it is all sorts of change. But I think, I think talking about the transfer market, I think one of the biggest, the biggest talking points, obviously, on everyone's lips, is uh, Lionel Messi. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, kicking up a fuss, not kicking up a fuss, um, rightly <laughs> so, according to his contract. Um, you know, he believed that he had a clause in his contract that would allow him to leave for free this summer. Uh, but Barcelona obviously are insisting that the release clause is 700 million euros and that needs to be paid in full, not even partially. Uh, effectively, an update on, on, Messi, on the Messi uh, scenario. 
I'm sorry, Man City fans, if you are listening. I don't know if there's many on this pod, but he's not coming to your team. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Otherwise, you would have won the league in a canter. Messi and De Bruyne linking up. But anyway, uh, he is staying at Barcelona to his avail. There are rumours that his kids were crying in front of him saying, please stay at Barcelona, Daddy. We don't want to leave. Um, but those are just rumours that are flying around. But um, I can tell you for a fact now that Messi has come out um, recently, I believe in the last 72 hours, saying that he is staying. And the reason behind that is the president told him that the only way that they would let him leave was by paying the 700 million release clause. Um, and I believe they were saying paying it himself. So from his own pocket. Um, and Messi has said that is impossible. One thing that the president uh, said from Barcelona is he said that um, if Messi had confirmed by June the 10th, when the La Liga uh, normally finishes, um, that he wanted to leave, then he would have let him leave for free. But because he didn't on June the 10th, he's forcing him to stay. Very interesting tactical point of view here. You know, is it a win for Barcelona? Is it 1-0 to them versus Messi? Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, you have a disgruntled player here that, that does want to leave, you know. But, um, you know, Messi's a professional, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time. Um, and one thing that he'll be happy about, apparently, um, is that he gets paid a loyalty bonus. Every year that he stays with the club, he gets paid a loyalty bonus of 70 million euros, which equates to about 63 million pounds per year. So, yeah, I wouldn't complain about that one bit uh, if you're listening, Lionel. <laughs> if Lionel is listening mate I need to get him on the pod <laughs> we'll get Lionel in the shed one day hopefully <laughs> no, but yeah no that was the main show. talking that was the main talking point and um, definitely from this transfer window which obviously hasn't ended yet but I think uh, the other well I think oh, before we move on you're right yeah. that, that's, that story has been brewing quite heavily over a week um, and I think kind of a lot of people sort of swept under the car because kind of a lot of rumours you every year that oh Messi might be leaving this and the other but I think it re reached a sort of peak when he was oh I'm a, I no longer consider myself a Barca player and this and that and his dad had sort of showdown talks with the president so then you start thinking oh shit actually this might actually be the year but yeah I think it was a bit of an anti-climax to be honest I think it was just a little bit of drama over nothing and um, yeah he's staying put and that's it a week later we're in the same position so yeah, yeah couldn't, couldn't agree more with that. And massive anti-climax in the end. We would have loved to see him in the Premier League. 100%, yeah. Awesome. All right, talk to us more about the transfer market. What else has got you excited? <laughs> yeah, got, you know, I think the obvious starting point is Chelsea. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, Roman Abramovich is not holding back um, with his money. Mm. Um, you know, splashing it out left, right, centre. I think the most recent thing we should talk about is Kai Havertz. Um, that deal got over the line last night. Um, 70 million reported, uh, euros or pounds, not too sure. Uh, but that is an exciting buy. Kai Havertz, I watched a bit of the Bundesliga. He's an exciting player. He's very big, over six foot, but he's also quick. He's strong, um, athletic, good striker, and he's only 20 years old. Um, really exciting times for Chelsea um, with the business that they've done. What, what's his best position, Kai Havertz? I've not really seen him before. That's a, that's a very good question, but he's obviously a, a striker. Um, he can he could play on the outside, but he is a central forward as well. He can rotate around the, um, those those positions in the in the in the front three effectively. Oh, I thought well. I thought it was a bit deeper, to be honest. I didn't realise he was that far forward, but I have never seen him, so it'd be interesting. Yeah, to see. yeah. Um, 
you know, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, where he does fit in. Um, Lampard has got um, some great attacking players to choose from. Um, obviously, you know, alongside that, they signed Ziyech, um, uh, obviously from Ajax, uh, and that happened earlier in the year. Um, and obviously, uh, Timo Werner at the start of this uh, transfer window as well. Mm. So, you know, he's got a real choice up front about what he's going to do with the front three. Uh, and obviously, Pulisic, let's not forget how good Pulisic was after lockdown <laughs> and how good a player, is, player he was. So, yeah, that, that, is, that, is, that is interesting. But alongside that, he's spruced, he spruced up the defence, which was a massive issue, signing Thiago Silva and Chilwell, um, yeah. which is super, super interesting because Chelsea's biggest down, uh, downfall, in my opinion, was the goals that they leaked on. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think they're looking to get another keeper, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know if that's going to be a direct replacement for Kepa or if it's someone to come in and try and provide more competition because uh, Willy yeah. Caballero is getting a bit on. And I don't think they want to lose that investment they made in Kepa, which is quite a heavy, heavy um, cash departure yeah. a few years ago. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. I don't think this is the end of their signings, to be honest. Um, they've already got, what, seven, is it? So I think they signed a few youngsters in that as well. But... Yeah, we'll see what happens with Chelsea. And um, yeah, we can discuss, I guess, what your thoughts on them in terms of uh, uh, challenges will be later on in the pod. But let's move on. Is there any other stories, any other teams you've um, been interested in the transfer market? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think the other big talking point was obviously Man United fans, Jaden uh, Sancho. Um, is he coming? Is he not coming? Um, are, are Man United going to budge on their offer? Are Dortmund going to let it happen? Um, the more this goes on, the less likely it's going to happen. I've had a lot of rumours and whispers um, that it's only a matter of time till it happens. The deal is agreed. The fees are agreed. And then I'm hearing things that it's not going to happen whatsoever. And Sancho is happy to stay in Dortmund for another year. Obviously, mm -hmm. Man United fans, that would upset them. You know, getting Sancho would, would really, really bolster that front three as well um, that they have or their strikers that they do have. Um, but one thing that is good for uh, United uh, is the signing of uh, uh, Donny van der Beek. Um, really good midfielder, box-to-box -box midfielder, played for Ajax. Um, every time I watched him play, he's been really good. Virgil van Dijk has praised him as well, saying him coming to the Premier League is massive. He's a young player, he's got talent, he's got an engine. And that really does bolster that midfield for Man United alongside Bruno. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely. exciting times for them. But there are some notable mentions in the transfer market that I quickly would, uh, would wrap uh -huh. through as well. Um, Arsenal made a good signing with Gabriel um, from Lille, 22-year-old defender. Um, very much needed signing for them. Let's see if it's going to be one of their flops um, again. Um, another notable signing that I'd like to mention is Crystal Palace have signed a QPR attacking midfielder. Eze. Uh, yes. Um, very, very promising youngster, English youngster. Um, they paid a lot for him as well, didn't they? 20 mil or something. Yeah, they paid 20 mil for him, mm. um, which is a lot for a championship player. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, like, that's one of the no yeah one of the notable signings, and obviously Leeds buying Rodrigo from Valencia for twenty seven million. I mean, that is a massive signing for that them. That is massive, um, huge signing, and one signing I feel that's gone really under the radar um, is Matt Doherty going to Spurs. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Doherty what? going to Spurs. What a buy! I think Spurs' um, whole transfer window has been very, um, uh, very clever in my opinion. That the way they bolstered that squad yeah. with pure. Premier League um, sort of experience. Experience. Even like uh, Hoiberg, man, Southampton, ex-Southampton yes. captain. That's a quality signing in midfield for me. And uh, yes. having a keeper uh, like Joe Hart in your ranks as well, that experience alone, forget like whether he's going to be number one, which he won't. That experience yeah. there will just help the whole team, man. Really good no, business definitely. from them. 
Yeah, really good business from um, Mourinho. And uh, if anyone has Amazon Prime, please log into his uh, documentary, uh, which is quite exciting. Uh, but yeah, Matt Doherty scored the most goals uh, in all competitions of any defender of the last two seasons. So yeah, exciting buy there for for Tottenham. Um, I think finally we've got a few rumours and whispers that may happen for the season. Uh, the window closes. James Rodriguez to Everton, a really close relationship with Ancelotti. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that that's something for Everton fans. If that goes over the line, what a, what a uh, signing that would be. Um, Everton just signed me. Sorry. Did you hear, sorry, just to jump in Everton. Everton just signed that guy, Alan, right? Did you hear, hear about did. that Brazilian midfielder? They, they did, yeah. Alan from Napoli, um, mm. very young midfielder. Uh, I think that happened this morning. That's Is he young? I thought he was well. old. <laughs> he might uh, he might be old. I thought he was 24. I may be, I may be completely way off the mark. I thought, but, I thought um, he was like 30. No, he's 20, <laughs> 29. He's 29. Oh, he's 29. Yeah. Okay, he's not young then. He's not um, young, but he's, he's, he still might be good. <laughs> yeah. He's in his he's in his prime. Let's just let's say that. Um, but yeah, no. A few other notable uh, rumors and whisper uh, from a personal standpoint. Callum Wilson to mm-hmm. um, Newcastle United. Um, Newcastle and uh, Aston Villa are fighting over Callum Wilson. Um, and the rumors are Matt Ritchie would go in the other direction to Bournemouth um, after that Newcastle have confirmed the signing of Jamal Lewis from Norwich. That's a good and signing. Then, That's a really good he, signing. Yeah, no, very happy about that. Um, if that is um, not bullshit, um, well, they've, it's I think, that, so, yeah, yeah, as soon as it's confirmed, you're right. But I think they've accepted the offer, they're just waiting for it to be finalized. But if that does get over the line, I think that's a really good signing for Newcastle, to- yeah, totally. Um, exciting, yeah, that would be exciting, especially Wilson, you know, really proven striker, you know, he's, he's a good goal scorer as well. So, I'd be happy with that. Another another rumor that's floating around, obviously Thiago to Liverpool. That's been floating around for a while. Is it going to happen? Is it is it not going to happen? Um, that would really bolster them, and, you know, really wrap up their team. To be honest, um, uh, for Liverpool, obviously champions last year, and then well, well, yeah. Naldem has been rumored to go to Barcelona as well. So that opens up some space for that deal to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, I think Kulabali has been linked with uh, Man City for a while but who knows if that I don't think that's going to happen but there's a lot of rumours going around um, surrounding um, that move as well plus Gareth Bell coming out and saying he wouldn't <laughs> be averse to a move back to yeah the but who, who, who's going to pay for that it's, like, it's not going to be cheap is it I'm talking about his wages more than anything else mm, yeah I, I totally agree who's going to pay for it but the, you know you never I would know. love to see him Chelsea. back in the Premier League yeah I think I think I think he'll come back but um, you know he's trying to Quite interested in playing golf apparently um, <laughs> nowadays. So uh, you know, each each of their own. You're when you're on four hundred fifty thousand pound a week or four hundred fifty million euros. A, sorry, thousand euros a week. Yeah, uh, you probably have to sit back. But you know, let's see what happens with that. But that kind of wraps up all my uh, my rumours and whispers and done deals within the market so far. Um, some real exciting uh, times for a few teams if you support. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, thanks for that. It was a really good segment. Um, gave us all a lot of information on the transfer market, ins and outs so far. Um, well, what I thought we might do, which would be quite useful, is um, do a little sort of team-by-team preview to spend a quick, um, you know, couple of minutes on each team just going through. Probably not a couple of minutes because some of them I don't know shit all about, but hopefully you can uh, provide us some insight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... Do you want to do you want to yeah. take us away on that? I mean, let's start at the let's start at the top of the league. I guess everyone's uh, in alphabetical order at the moment. Played zero games. Of course. So. Arsenal, of course, I yeah. It is. yeah. So Arsenal, yes, 
North East, North East London Arsenal. Um, what a fantastic end to your season. Um, FA Cup mm. winners, um, Community Shield winners last week as well. Some positive signings in the market with Gabriel, William coming on a free transfer from Chelsea um, after oh. having his best. Yeah, after having his best season ever for Chelsea in terms of goals scored. Um, Danny Caballos um, confirmed as well, um, now back on loan for another year. Arsenal are looking really promising. Arteta's a fantastic manager, um, type of manager that you'd love to play for. I think Arsenal, and um, I don't normally say this, Arsenal fans, I think you're going to have a good season. Um, <laughs> I, I, think you, I think you might, just might, be challenging with a couple of weeks to go for that top four. Um, and there's some Arsenal fans saying, oh, we're going to be in the top four guaranteed, but it's very, very tight up there. But my preview for Arsenal, um, just to wrap it up, I think you're going to have a good season. I think Aubameyang is actually, you know, I've doubted him before, but I think he's actually world-class. I think he bans, he's shown consistency over the last two years. If he continues banging in goals, um, you keep Lacazette, you've got Pepe, and you've got Willian as well. And, you, and mm. if Gabriel proves to be exactly what he is touted to be, Arsenal got a good team and um, it suits yeah. their style with having no fans in the ground, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, good times for Arsenal. I think um, moving on moving on next um, is Aston moving Villa on. we have next. Yep. Yeah, Aston Villa. Um, now, Villa floated around with relegation, uh, obviously, throughout the whole of the season. Just stayed up on the last day. I actually think Dean Smith's an all-right manager. Um, I think he's good. Um, then most notable signing is Matty Cash from Nottingham Forest, um, right back. Um, very, they paid a lot of money for him, paid 70 million, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah, he's very good, young, young. Uh, well, he might be old. You've got to use that <laughs> word carefully now, haven't <laughs> Yeah, I've got to use it very carefully. I'm pretty sure Matty Cash is a very young player. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nottingham Forest were, you know, one of the best defensive records last season. So that, yeah, no, that does, Definitely helps their team. What about Sorry, Villa um, fans? Sorry, about, go, go ahead. What about Grealish? Is he um, is he still staying there, or what's going on with him? Yeah, with the rumours with him potentially going to Man United, it looks like Grealish is staying. He's just got his first England call up um, as well. I believe he'll be playing in the next hour, if I'm correct, against Iceland. Um, but yeah, um, Grealish um, due to stay. Um, do they have enough to stay up? Um, that is the big question, but um, I'm not too Very sure. Not um, my preview, you know, if you're asking me, are they going to stay up? Are they not going to stay up? If I had a gun to head, I'm probably going to say you're going down, Villa fans. But um, yeah, let's not let's not put that analogy in my brain because I'll freak Ruthless. out. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on we to got pot, next on the list. Pot, Potter's Brighton, please. Oh yes, Potter's Brighton. Um, Really Graham Potter, Potter. Not, not Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> well, got a lot of Harry Potter fans in this pod who listen to the show, so, so yeah. don't get them too excited. Yeah, no, for sure. Hopefully he'll be casting some spells down the coast. <laughs> <of> the um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we got we got Brighton. Um, really like Graham Potter as a manager. I actually think he's a fantastic manager um, in the Premier League. Um, really, really good. I think that's the reason that they stayed, one of the reasons that they stayed up um, last season. I think one of the most notable um, signings for them on a free transfer is Adam Lallana. Um, Lallana? Lallana um, <laughs> from Liverpool. Um, you know, Lallana was rated as one of the really good, really good midfielders, slash attacking midfielders in the last five years, I guess. Um, 
I also think just to jump in there, sorry, talking about yeah. free tra transfers, who they signed in January, um, Tarek Lampety from Chelsea, that right back, right wing back, mate, Chelsea were, I wouldn't say silly to let him go because it's really big competition opposition, but he has proven in half a season of Premier League why he belongs at that level, man. He's, he's really good. So well done to Brian for getting him and good for him for getting first team football now. Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more with Lamptey. Um, couldn't agree more with that statement. So yeah, Brighton look, Brighton, they didn't, they weren't that 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 far away from relegation in terms of points last season. Um, they've always got Lallana in. Um, I can't say his name right, Lallana, um, uh, Lamptey, and um, yeah, let's let's see what happens with let's see what happens with them. Um, going to be a close say, uh, but when we do our relegation uh, preview uh, later in this pod, uh, you'll find out, Brighton fans, whether you're staying up or going down. <laughs> yeah, let's not give away just yet. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Mr. Dyche's Burnley. What's your uh, Deitch, thoughts with them this season? Dyche, uh, another another good manager, funny character as well, um, Sean Dyche. Funny. Um, funny, yeah. He seems to not concede many goals with that defence. Um, They've um, they keep Tarkovsky, um, who is rumored to go to West Ham. Um, oh, then yeah, he's rumored to go to West Ham um, for a twenty mil. Um, then you know I think they've got they got another good shot of of being comfortable and staying in the Premier League again um, for whatever season it is that they've been up up mm. here for. So Burnley, I think they're good. You know, you look at their team squad, you don't think they're that good on paper, but they've got some good players and they seem to do it really well. Um, and they seem to always not concede many goals. And that, that ultimately, at the end of the day, is going to keep you in the league. So, of course, it's um, very well drilled, very well organised, aren't they? And that comes from good management, good coaching. Spot on. Um, yeah, it comes with good management, good coaching and being re really well disciplined. And um, let's just say I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Sean Dyche. <laughs> fair play, fair play. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to the team we were talking about earlier. Um, as we counted seven signings so far, and probably counting um, Chelsea. What's your thoughts on them this season? Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really, really um, on a hype about Chelsea. Um, I think, I think they're going to have a good season. Uh, Without stating the obvious, obviously, that they've signed all these players, you know, one would think signing players uh, means success. Doesn't mean instant success. Doesn't mean that's going to happen this year. Um, we must stress that. But the players and the quality of players that they've signed would make you think that they are going to have a very good year. Look, they finished fourth last year on goal difference um, mm. with Man United. And... The way they played after lockdown, I thought they played very. I played. I thought they played really good football without fans. I think someone that goes really under the radar. I think. I think Mason Mount's fantastic. Um, um, when I seen him, when I watched him play, really, think, really good player. Yeah, post lockdown, I think he was incredible. That yeah. post lockdown, that little period in particular, he was good all yeah. season. Um, but post lockdown, I think he was uh, incredible. Yeah, that you've hit the nail on the head there. That that's exactly the the correct point. Um, and. Yeah, you know, Lamps has got Lampard's got tons of choice now. I think Silva is a very, very, very strong signing because you've got someone that you know PSG. You know, he was in, they were in the final of the Champions League. You know, he, someone with true experience. Yes, he's old, mm -hmm. but let's be let's be honest. He's you know he's not he's not over thirty five. Um, he's got it bolsters that um, defense. Well, how how old is he? Is he thirty five? <laughs> 
Oh no, let, let, let's, let's, I think let's, you let's, might let's, be 35. You might be young still, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. He's got um, experience and um, that, that, that's totally. key, especially in a position like that. That's actually invaluable. So. Totally. And, you know, you've got Chilwell as well, who's towered as the you know, top three left back within the league easily. Um, so, yeah, really exciting for Chelsea. I think, think they're going to have a really, really good season. And you'll hear more about that in the outright prediction. But um, really mm-hmm. positive signs for all Chelsea fans. Um, they will be buzzing. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Palace. Crystal Palace. Mr. Roy Mr. Hodgson. Palace. Yes, Roy Hodgson. Um, I won't do my Roy Hodgson impression on the pod because it will be quite embarrassing for myself. Uh, but um, yeah, as I said, Eze attacking with the PPR, that bolsters their squad. It looks like they're keeping Zaha, surprisingly. wasn't even rumoured with anyone, to my knowledge, um, which is very interesting. Um, still a long way to go, though, right? We've still got over a month of transfer activity. And, um, you know, never know what happens if the season starts poorly and he gets a bit um, deflated and whatnot. He might be, yeah. you know, again, be like trying to get his way out of that last minute. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, Palace fans, uh, good job I don't live near South London because you're scary. But um, I don't think you're going to have a good year. Um, you, didn't win a sing- you didn't win a single game after lockdown. You didn't win a single game. You lost, I think you lost about eight in a row, uh, six in a row. Um, I don't know if you're going to have as good a season as you have uh, previously, but I probably will have to eat my words. But yeah, that's my preview on Crystal Yeah, Palace. I mean, that's interesting on the Palace one because post lockdown, they were in one of those positions where they literally had nothing to play for. They were safe. They could have gone on and pushed, you know, top half like proper high, but it's very difficult, I guess, for those, you know, motivation wise. And we've seen that over the years with teams who have nothing to play for towards the end of the season. It kind of happens. But yeah, interesting to see if they'll, you know, kick off from uh, next season, this season or what. But yeah, anyway, moving on to Ancelotti's Everton. Ancelotti's Everton, yeah. Look, Carlo Ancelotti, uh, obviously we all know he's a great manager. Um, I'm still sceptical about Everton. For some reason, I don't think they play good football, but they just seem to, after Ancelotti's come, they just seem to not lose at home. They don't lose games. Um they, they, they don't lose whatsoever. Ancelotti obviously draws them really well. If Hamas Rodriguez happens, that's a fantastic signing. Obviously, they've got Allen as well. Richarlison, some really good players. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You know, I think, that's, I think that's a big story in itself. What, what, how that player, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, has changed under Ancelotti. It's not in a rude way. He looked, yeah. he looked an absolute nothing player for all these seasons I've seen him. And suddenly, he starts like, banging in goals left, right and centre. That shows totally. um, definitely a coach's influence. Totally, totally. And, you know, Lucas Digne as well, um, their defender. Mm. They, they've, got, they've got a decent side again. Um, Everton, I think you... I don't know. I don't want to say you have a good season, but I see you having a good season. You actually didn't lose a single home game um, since Christmas, which is pretty, pretty mad. Unless I've forgotten it and Bournemouth beat them on the last day of the season, I'm pretty sure that... Um, they hadn't lost a single home game since that last since that Bournemouth game, if I'm correct. Um, I think a good season for Everton and exciting times for them as well um, with the rumours of... Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to our first of our uh, promoted teams. Um, I've got to say, an absolute rated job from Scott Parker. From someone with limited experience, you're talking about your Gerrards and Lampards. If you put him in the same category of his first managerial job, he brought him up at first time asking, so... 
uh, yeah, hats off to him and his team. So let's get your uh, thoughts on them in the Premier League. Yeah, Fulham, um, Craven Cottage ground I've been to many times. Um, very, very nice place. Uh, very good job by Scott Parker um, to keep them up. The way that they finished the season played really well. To be honest, they haven't really done much to bolster their squad. Not one bit. Um, I guess they confirmed Knockout from Brighton staying with them. Um, he was already um, there. Um, but yeah, no, they've confirmed, they confirmed him. Um, so yeah, that's um, for Fulham. I don't want to keep it short and sweet and dismay them, but I don't know if you're going to have a good season, Fulham fans. I'm really sorry. Um, but yeah, let's, let, let's, see, let's see what happens. Again, I could be eating my words there with that statement on Fulham, but um, good manager. Let's put, it, let's put it that way. Good manager, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our second of our promoted teams, uh, Leeds United. Speaking of managers, Bielsa, wow. <laughs> um, this guy is the, um, well, his nickname is the Godfather. Uh, I wonder whether he uh, tells, uh, well, whether he organises people to be killed. But um, he is um, one of the, uh, Pep has said that he is, um, his, or Mourinho calls him his dad, I think. Um, so that, that just gives you an idea of what what Bielsa's reputation is like in the Premier League. Oh, sorry, well, the first time they've come to the league, but just generally in football. He has a draw as well. Players want to play for Bielsa. Um, and that obviously proves it with the signing of uh, Rodrigo from Valencia, who, you know, who would have thought he would have gone to Leeds? Um, mm. Rodrigo, one of the best uh, strikers in the La Liga. Um, so, yeah, I think Leeds... Gonna have a good season. They confirmed Helder Costa from Wolves as well for 16 million, um, who I believe they had on loan um, previously. So yeah, it's looking exciting for Leeds. Um, it's great to see them back in the Prem as well. Leeds, really historic club. The fans, unbelievable fans. So loud, probably the loudest fans in 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 the UK. Um, really loyal, absolute nutters. And um, I think this season will be good for Leeds. Um, but yeah, I don't want to ruin anything, but um, I think you're going to have a very good season, Leeds. And I'm just excited to see you back in the Premier League, to be honest. Awesome, well said. All right, um, Leicester City, so close to a Champions League spot and basically bottled it uh, post-lockdown, um, unfortunately for them. So let's get your yeah. thoughts on them, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, uh, Mr. Rogers. Um... <laughs> Don't like don't like the man, but um, he did a good job at Le- he did a good job at Leicester, didn't he? Uh, let's uh, let's be honest, they did capitulate exactly like you said, spot on. Very very interesting um, how no fans affected their game um, and the break as well um, with the momentum. Look, they have a fantastic team as well. Still, they lost Chua, which I think is huge, but they did sign um, uh, Atlanta defender Timothy uh, Castagna uh, mm-hmm. to replace that um, and. You know, you never know. He may be uh, very, very good, given how Atlanta have played. I still think Leicester are a good side, of course. I still think top ten is definitely within their reach, one thousand percent. Will they? Will they be in top four contention again? I, I don't think so, Leicester. But I've got a little sweet spot for Leicester for sure after what they did with Ranieri and um, Vardy's always in the goals um, for the last four seasons in the top goal scorer hunt in the top three um, easily. Um, it's not, it's, it's like he's getting better with age. Like he's it, not, yeah. he's not a youngster. I have to stop you there before you say yeah. the famous line. He's definitely not a youngster. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. You know, he is getting better with age, and um, 
they've got some great players, you know, Ndidi and, you know, they've got some fantastic, you know, Harvey Barnes and some, you know, real good attacking players as well. So let's see what happens with Leicester. But, you know, I think they'll, you know, I don't think you're going to be in a relegation battle Leicester whatsoever. Let's not even, you know, contemplate that. But um, whether you finish in a, in a European spot, um, I don't think so this year. Fair enough. All right, moving on to the champions, uh, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. I mean, um, what a what a what a feat they achieved. Um, you know, didn't didn't break uh, the points tally record um, by winning the uh, by winning the league. Um, maybe a bit of a momentum stopper for them, but he did. Let alone just winning games continuously. Um, it's so strong, and that just came across um, uh, from the previous season where they lost only one game in the whole Premier League calendar. Um, to Man City, I think you know Wait, for myself. To Man City was it? Yeah, they lost they one lost, game. They lost to Watford three 0 Remember the season? Yeah, no, no. The, you are correct in that. I'm saying from the oh, season, the season before, before. Yeah, they yeah. only lost. They only lost one game, and that was to Man City. And then they continued that um, through uh, last season, winning every, winning pretty much every game until obviously Watford beat them three 0 Hey, um, that's mad so, how they get so close and don't win it but still have the sort of balls to go ahead and get the job done the next time. Like a lot, a lot, okay. a lot of people like do capitulate after getting so close to a tile or something like that. And they don't go again the second season. They're just demor- demoralized and demotivated. Like if you look at Tottenham yeah. in the Champions League uh, final defeat, after that, I mean, they weren't having a good season, let's be honest anyway. But after that, everything just went downhill, right? And Liverpool yeah. the season before, again, Champions League defeat, what do they do? Come back again and win the thing. So yeah. it's really, really intrigued, like really, like, yeah, testament to their character as a team, man, what they've done over yeah. the last few years. Yeah, to- totally. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think, the, you know, the, re- the real, the real um, reason behind that is Jürgen. Jürgen Klopp, obviously, you know, his managerial style, the way he draws his pa- players is fantastic. One thing I will say about Liverpool is that, you know, Anfield, the fortress, it's not the same without the fans, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It really isn't the same. Uh, it's a big effect for them, but they are drilled as a machine, Liverpool. It's just crazy how they, how they are. Um, it's going to be very exciting. One thing I will say is they haven't really bolstered their squad. They signed a left-back um, from Olympiacos called Costas uh, Timiakas. Obviously, Robertson has that position uh, wrapped up. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, I think obviously, you know, stating the obvious, Liverpool, you're gonna have a good season. Oh, are you gonna win the league again? Um, I won't say now. Uh, save save it for the uh, preview in the second or the outright prediction in the second. But you're gonna have a good season um, again. But there are some things missing there. Um, uh, well, not some things missing. You're not really missing a piece to the uh, the jigsaw. But if one of those one of those front three get injured, what's gonna happen? Um, there hasn't been much business. And that is uh, very interesting again. Okay, well said, Mystic Meg. All right, moving on to uh, Man City. <laughs> What's your predictions of them? Yeah, Man City. Um, after lockdown, they were outstanding, weren't they? I think they won. I think they they pretty much won nearly every game, bar a few. Obviously, they lost to Chelsea, um, yeah. <laughs> and um, they obviously play a fantastic brand of football. Kevin De Bruyne is. If not the uh, in the top three best players in the world uh, right mm-hmm. now, he is unbelievable. Uh, every time he gets the ball, it's it's scintillating. Raheem Sterling playing fantastic. Um, Aguero was injured for that whole time as well. 
Um, so yeah, he's going to be back um, fit and healthy. And Aguero is always solid, isn't he? And you have Jesus as well. And then you've got the others uh, playing in around them, Phil Foden, etc. You know, is this going to be a breakout season for him? The biggest oh. question with City... Sorry, please continue. No, I was going to say, what's the, has there been any transfer activity or anything with City? Because I've not heard much, to be honest. Yeah, I was just going to go into that. So I think the, the biggest issue has been their defence. Um, mm. And it has been notoriously for uh, the last couple of years. Uh, while they score many goals, they, do, they, they are very suspect at the back at times. Um, they signed Nathan Aki from Bournemouth. A big ah, yes, fee. Sir. That's it. A big, a big fee, 41 million. Um, but then again, Van Dijk said he's a good... Van Dijk's touted him as a very good defender as well. Um, I think Aki's a good signing. Steel, I think he's a good mm. signing as well. It helps their squad. Um, you know, they need a fit Laporte. They need a fit mm. Laporte. Um, otherwise, behind that, they don't have good defenders, in my opinion, um, to be very honest with you. Um, I'm still very suspect about the fullbacks um, for that team. Um, I don't rate, I don't know about Mendy. Mendy's, Mendy is interesting when he attacks at times. It's, he's really scary, but he's really injury prone. And he, he just loves to goof around on Instagram, but, uh, you know, so do a lot of players. Uh, so I worry about their defence still. But they have signed, uh, signed someone called Ferran Torres uh, from Valencia for 20-odd million. Um, he's a midfielder, though. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's not be around the bush. Man City are going to have a good season and they are going to decimate a lot of teams. Uh, are they going to win? I don't know. I don't know. Not, getting knocked out to Lyon was very interesting. Everyone thought they were going to win that Champions League. But getting knocked out to Lyon was extremely That's, interesting. It's got to hurt, man. Gonna it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Um, and is that going to have a slight knock-on effect as well um, and go from there? Absolutely. All right, moving on to the other half of Manchester, Man United. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie. Um, yeah, Ollie at the wheel. Tell me, how does it feel? Um, so, yeah, Man United. Um, a lot of Man United fans on this pod, I'm, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you're not going to want to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> No, I'm joking, Matt. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I think Man United, um, Man United have been obviously fantastic um, since Jan. Let's, uh, I think they're undefeated since January. Um, in fact, they had the highest points tally from any team um, since um, since that since January. Uh, they've gone undefeated. Bruno Fernandes is that catalyst and that reason behind that. Um, so yeah, it looks exciting for Man United again. I think they really wanted Jaden Sancho and they wanted that to happen. All fans want that to happen. But there's some real exciting things. Mason Greenwood, um, you know, Alan Shearer's come out and said he's going to break his goal-scoring record. Um, this, this kid is unbelievable. Left foot, right foot. He doesn't matter for him. Um, I think he's so exciting. Um, and people may disagree with me, but I think he's better than Rashford and I think he's better than Martial as well. Hands down. In terms of finishing, he is the best finisher on their team. Um, and I'm hoping for an exciting season for, for him. Alongside that, they've signed Donny van der Beek, as I've mentioned um, earlier. Really excited midfielder. Uh, what does that mean for Pogba? Pogba's probably going to be on the bench um, if I was uh, the manager there. But let's see with that. We all know Pogba's sensational. I think another key talking point uh, that we should mention is um, their defence. Ham Reguire. Hmm. Interesting at the moment um, with that, um, with the media. Um, and yeah... Who knows what, what, what will happen with their defence. But they do seem to keep, keep, keep clean sheets, even though they get attacked a lot. And that has showed by their undefeated record. They don't seem to lose games. 
Um, can that last over a whole new Premier League season with other teams being bolstered? I'm not sure. I would have loved to see another centre-back there at Man United. They get another centre-back. The team's a different matter. I think it's great that Henderson's going to be there. Um, I do think he's going to take De Gea's spot after a couple of games. I think De Gea will start by Henderson coming back. You, 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 gen you generally think after a couple of games? This was going to be my question, actually. I know he signed a long-term thing, but I read that he said he's only going to sign if he's number one. Otherwise, he could have easily gone back on loan and be number one for like a top Premier League, another Premier League club, right? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Let's not forget De Gea was one of the best goalies in the world. Um, he was. And, you know, he's fantastic. He was. But the last two seasons, he's regressed. Um, no disrespect to him, of course, because he is a you know decent legend for United. But um, yeah, I I would be starting Henderson to be very honest, and I think he'll take a couple of games that he'll just be the guaranteed starter. I think Oli may tweak and tweak his team um, from game to game potentially. Um, but yeah, they've got a bit of a later start. Um, they don't actually play next week. Uh, neither do Man City because um, of obviously their Europe 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 um, endeavours. So yeah, a bit of time to think that out for um, uh, Oli. But yeah. Interesting stuff, mate. All right, let's move on to a club very close to your heart. Um, Chef, I'm joking. Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sunderland there. For <laughs> um, yeah, Newcastle United, uh, my beloved Newcastle. Uh, well, it, what it, what it proves again. I look. I'd, I could spend. I could spend 15 minutes talking about this and bore your bore your heads out. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, but um, don't worry, we'll crop it. All it proves again <laughs> is that um, no one likes Mike. No one likes Mike Ashley. Can't do business with the guy. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of controversy surrounding um, the whole uh, Binade Sports Qatar deal, and that's why we didn't get taken over. It's a grave shame for myself and many Newcastle United fans. Some would disagree, obviously, given the human rights aspect, and I totally appreciate that. Don't condone anything that they do. Um, but yeah, don't lie, Mike Ashley, one bit, and he needs to pretty much F off and uh, go somewhere and hide away from me and uh, a lot of other fans. So yeah, not. With Newcastle United, um, obviously we signed Jamal Lewis. Um, we've got Callum Wilson potentially coming through, which is exciting for us. I do worry, obviously, because I'm, as you may know, and some of the pod fans may know, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to my own team, Newcastle, as we all are at times. But um, yeah, it's going to be in it's going to be interesting. Steve Bruce, obviously, it's a real downer for us, you know, because we really thought um, Mbappe so was going to come. In the northeast, and um, you know a number of Pochettino. other players. Uh, Pochettino, Pochettino as well. As well <laughs> you know, given a twenty million deal reportedly, and it's just it's, we're just a laughing stock again at the Premier League. You know, this has happened to us two or three times before. We've been rumoured with a takeover, and it hasn't come to fruition. We have got Jeff Hendrick from Burnley, a defender on a free, which is good as well. So bolsters our defence even more. But we are lacking that striker. Um, we need someone um, to really bang in some goals up front because Joe Linton's not going to do it. Um, one bright spark is obviously Alan St. Maximin. Wow, man, what a player he is. Um, mm. and, but we can't rely on him. We cannot rely on him and Miggy Almiron um, to do the work. So, yeah, it would have been nice to see. It would be really nice to see Callum Wilson come through um, and a midfielder as well uh, and going from there. And also, Dubravka's um, either injured or suspended for the first four to six weeks. I think he's injured, uh, which proves a bit of an issue because he made the most saves in the Premier League last season. Four um, to six weeks? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be suspended like, for that long, right? Unless he's done something. That's ruthless. a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he very much is injured. Um, mm, that's nuts. So, yeah. 
But in terms of my preview for Newcastle fans, a couple of fans that may be listening to this pod, um, we're going to finish in the bottom half, fellas. Um, are we going to stay up? That's the big question. Fellas and ladies, sorry. Apologies. Yeah, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll stay up. Yeah. Uh, that is the prediction. That is the conundrum. And I don't have an answer now because my mm-hmm. heart will over. Fair play. All right, moving on. Sheffield United. Yeah, Sheffield United obviously lost Dean Henderson, replaced it with Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth uh, for a fee of about 19 million. Uh, so, yeah, Ramsdale was starting obviously with Bournemouth uh, in the Premier League this uh, last. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the great manager, um, really proved it last season. They did digress a bit after lockdown, and we did see that on, on TV. Um, some interesting wins, though, at times, you know, they beat Chelsea 3 0. They can, they can, they play, they play some good football. Um, you know, they don't concede much again as well. Will that continue to next year? Um, not sure. Sheffield United fans, I don't think you're going to finish top ten again this season. Um, no disrespect to your club, um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting for Sheffield United. Um, don't I think you stay up hundred percent? I think. Well, actually, don't. I'm not going to say hundred percent because I'll eat my words again. But I don't think you're going to go down, uh, Sheffield United. And, um, yeah, after last season, will the high of last season affect them going forward? Who knows on that front? But, yeah, that's my preview of Sheffield United. Interesting, mate. All right, let's move on to Southampton. We're nearly there towards the end of these uh, individual clubs. Southampton. Yeah, yeah Southampton. What a manager. Hustlehunt. Um, really good team. I, I do like the way Southampton play football. Um, Danny Ings, you know, banging in goals. What a striker last season. I am. You know, to hit to hit that many goals in for Southampton, very very impressive. He's a good player. They've got a good squad. They lost Hoburg, um, again, who I can't pronounce. Um, to Spurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but one thing, the one thing I will say is they they they've done a bit of business. They got Carl Walker Peters confirmed from Tottenham for twelve million. Um, you know, it's not the most exciting business, but it does mean something to their team. Um, and they got a gentleman called Mohamed Salusu as well from Real uh, Valoid. Um. So, yeah, Southampton, um, I think they're going to have a decent uh, season. And that's purely because of Hustle Hunt, to be honest. Um, and Danny Ings, if he continues banging in those goals. Um, I could even see a top half finish, but that's not going to be my prediction for Southampton. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll comfortably stay up. And, um, yeah, good season awesome. for uh, uh, the Coastal team. Good stuff, mate. All right, Mr. Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur. Um, like you mentioned earlier, uh, in the Amazon yeah. Prime documentary series or docu-series, All or Nothing. Yeah, um, I think the Amazon Prime doc confirms that he is a nutcase. Uh, and he is a bit, he's a bit mad. Uh, one particular scene when, uh, which I won't, won't go into too much detail, but he uh, is in a, uh, you know, he's doing a little preview with his players and he uses some very brash words about how he should describe them uh, and how they should play. But then again, they're doing some good business and this is Jose. Will he fall out with the players? That's the main mm. conundrum when you preview a season with Jose. Will he fall out and who will he... No, I think the question is, who will he fall out with and who will he call out in the media? Um, but look... That's a very good way of putting it. It's when will he fall out of the players? Will it be before he gets a chance to win a trophy or after he's won a trophy? That's what I would say. Because I think both things are kind of guaranteed. I'm not saying the, the magnitude of the trophy, but I think both things could e- easily be guaranteed. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, you're spot on there um, with that statement. So, interesting season for Tottenham. 
didn't play that well at times. Really didn't play that well at times before lockdown. Conceded a lot of goals when Jose came 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 there, um, and before that, obviously prior to that. Um, I worry about their defence still um, as a Spurs fan. I think they made some good signing though with Matt Doherty, as I said earlier in the pod, um, and obviously the other two ones as well. They haven't lost many players. Um, well, they have lost Vertonghen, I must state that. He's gone to Benfica on a free, um, which is interesting. So yeah, it's a, it's going to be a good season. Does Harry Kane stay fit for the whole year? They've obviously got some fantastic players like um, uh, Son, obviously. Um, Celso, who I again cannot pronounce for some reason. Uh, um, Celso. Celso. <laughs> Sounds like a new Celero brand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I do like a bit of a lolly. Yeah, I love the Celso. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tottenham. All right, Tottenham. Top Good. 10 finish for you boys, Tottenham and the North East. I think Arsenal are going to finish above you then. Sorry. Okay. All right, moving on now. Um, West Brom. Final uh, promoted team, wasn't it this year? West Brom, yeah. Village, yeah, we, yeah, not the, not, the, yeah, they are the final promoted team that we are going to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. Good manager, obviously, Slavon Pitch, you know, uh, good manager, but does he have the same attributes that he had when he was at West Ham? The answer to that is clearly no. Um, the biggest signing for them is confirming uh, Pereira from Sporting Lisbon um, being part of their squad. He was an absolute world beater for them last year. Um, I have a very good friend. His name is Matthew. I don't care about mentioning his name. He's an avid uh, Baggies fan and he raved about um, Pereira. Um, Will they stay up Um, is a big question. They really haven't signed that many players. They haven't done the same business as Leeds. Um, They're similar on the mark with Fulham. Will they stay up? Not too sure. Um, But I think it's going to be a tough season for West Brom um in general uh sorry matt <laughs> all right penultimate team the hammers the syrup penultimate team uh, west ham um yeah i'll be careful what i say because your fans are also nutcases but um yeah uh west <laughs> west west ham and you're not that far from west london so yeah better shut my mouth but yeah west west ham um really didn't play that well last season at times. Um, After lockdown, they had a real turnaround, I guess, towards the back end of the season. Can they continue that? It's going to be real tight for West Ham. One thing that I think, one real bright spark was um, uh, Thomas uh, Suicic, um, who actually played really, really well after lockdown. They've confirmed him from Slavia Prague for uh, 15 million. Good, good, good confirmation for them on that front. And obviously, Michael Antonio was banging in some goals. But is Michael Antonio going to bang in 10-plus goals to keep you up this season? Um, tough say. Tough say mm. for West Ham. If you get Tarkovsky, <laughs> really, that will bolster the defence. I think it really depends on what happens if they get Tarkovsky or not. Like for West mm. Ham, I really don't rate David Moyes. Um, no disrespect, David. Uh, but yeah, uh, close call for West Ham certain bottom half finish or relegation on the cards. Interesting stuff, mate. All right, final team preview. Hit it. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolverhampton Wanderers. uh, Obviously, fantastic manager in Nuno. Um, Fantastic season for Wolves. I mean, you know, they've done... They did amazing. Uh, They played amazing. They didn't concede many goals. They keep clean sheets. They play a good brand of football. And... In with the likes of Jimenez, Neves, mm. uh, Moutinho, um, let's not forget Chore, what a beast. Um, 
big loss to Matt Doherty. Um, you know, they haven't actually, they're the only team that haven't confirmed a single signing unless that has changed recently okay. uh, in the last couple of hours. They're the only team that haven't confirmed a signing. Um, they let a few players go, uh, mainly Matt Doherty and some other, um, mm-hmm. other people. But they've got a good squad. They play good football. Um, they missed out on Europe last year, which may be a benefit for them with mm. the Premier League. Could be a huge benefit, actually. Um, and I do predict another top 10 finish for Wolves, um, just given the, the way that they're drilled and they play football. Um, yeah. I mean, they so did yeah. do well in that Europe League <clears throat> competition as well, didn't they? They were just a, totally. that pen, penalty miss. Yeah, that penalty miss by Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shame for them. Um, but obviously, Sevilla won it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Fair play towards. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Ro. Thanks very much for those predictions. Uh, well, re- previews, not really predictions. Um, right. So what we're going to do now, we uh, decided we're going to look through some of the predictions, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going to take a look at um, sort of Ro's top six um, in the league finish this year. Um, relegation bottom three. And then we're going to do um, a new one and have a look at who we think is going to win the golden boot for the season. So... Uh, Ro, do you want to take away, mate? Top six outright prediction this season. Yeah, top six um, outright prediction. Who is going to be the champions? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Chelsea. Huh. I think as a, <laughs> I know, uh, controversial, um, but I think what they've done, who they've bought, Lampard. I think it's fair. Um, I think also um, if you are a betting man or a betting lady, um, you can back them at about uh, 12 to 1 to win the league, which is not a bad each way bet when you look at the top two as well, each way returns. So, yeah, I'm going with Chelsea uh, to win the league. But one thing I will stress is that I do think that the top four is going to be the closest it's ever been um, in the history of the Premier League. I think it's again going to come down to the last two weeks. Uh, no, not again, sorry. I think this time it's going to come down to the last two weeks to a week of the season. I think it's going to be so close um, that it may even be a situation where it's one on goal difference or one by a point. Oh, in my so in terms of my order um, for my top six, I've gone with Man City finishing second. Um, just a slight worry about their defence, otherwise they're class. Liverpool, a bit worried about the Anfield factor for the whole season and the fact they haven't signed anyone do think it's going to be super close, I must stress fans. And then I've gone for Man United, um, fourth. Very, very close um, with Arsenal um, fighting for that fourth, fourth position with them. Um, and I think it'll be super, super tight. And then I've gone for um, Spurs in the sixth position. Yes, I know it's very unoriginal uh, um, for the fans, but um, that is how I feel that the season is going to finish. Noble mention that uh, Everton and Wolves may challenge Spurs for that sixth position. Mm. Interesting. So yeah, um, yeah. So no, no, it's a bold prediction. Um, but yeah, what, what would? I mean, I'm interested to see what your thoughts may be on uh, what your <laughs> champion may champion may be with non-bias and also the um, top six. I have <laughs> zero idea, but <laughs> I can take a punt. Um, no, I genuinely don't know, man. To be honest, I I think Liverpool and Man City, however many players Chelsea have signed, just when you have a team together that long and that successful over the years, it's a lot more, it's a lot more equipped to go and challenge for a title than just buying seven players or five players, mm-hmm. whatever, and suddenly being a, the champion next year. 
Um, we, we dropped some silly points through the season. I don't think any of that, those issues have really been ironed out yet. Um, I think we'll, sorry, when I say we'll, I think Chelsea will comfortably finish third this season. That I hope. Um, behind a Man City Liverpool uh, permutation again. I don't know which way. I couldn't tell you. Um, fourth, I think United will nick it. Um, but again, it'll be tight between Arsenal and Spurs. Um, and the only reason I'll put Arsenal above Spurs in that fifth position is probably because Spurs, their Europa League sort of campaign qualification starts so soon. And just the sheer amount of games they're going to have. We all know from historically, Europa League campaign is, it is detrimental towards your, your league campaign. So, and, and Marino wants to win a trophy with them. So, I'm, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure there'll come a point in the season where he will prioritise something like that. Um, over the league so yeah I'll go for that as my top six prediction uh, not too dissimilar to us but um, yeah alright let's move on to relegation bottom three I think we talked about this earlier and I think we might have a similar one but I want to hear yours uh, hear yours first yeah uh, with my relegation um, sorry to some of those fans out there but uh, I've got a safe I think Fulham are going to go down haven't invested enough money um just got into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. Uh, well, kind of by the skin of their teeth um, last season. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tight for them. I think Fulham are going down. West Brom, the baggies, uh, I think you're going down as well. Not enough investment. Slavin's a good manager. Don't know if Slavin will be there at the end of the year. That's one thing I will say as well. And then finally, this is the tough one. I've umbed between Aston Villa, West Ham and Crystal Palace. I'm tempted to put Palace there, but just because of their investment, I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to go with Aston Villa. I think they're going to go down. I think they don't score enough goals um, and they do concede. Um, while they don't concede many, sorry, at times when they defend quite well, they do, don't, do, not, concede, do not score sorry, enough goals. So uh, my three teams to go down are Aston Villa, West Brom and Fulham. And if you are a betting person, again, you can get that at 18 to 1, which is a huge price. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, do you have any views on the relegation battle? Yeah, I think I would probably say the same three as you. Um, the, the two newly promoted clubs are purely six. I just don't know enough about their teams. Um, so, comparing them to the teams I know, I would just put them in that sort of losing battle, unfortunately. Uh, Villa, I think they're not that good, just full stop uh, from top to bottom. And I think they're very lucky to set up this season. So I would have to automatically put them in that spot. Uh, other teams you mentioned who might sort of be in and around there. I think Brighton I'd put there as well. And definitely West Ham. So, yeah, bottom three will have to be the same as yours. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We know Premier League is very hard to predict, especially this early on. So see what happens. All right, moving on now. Final segment, top goal scorer row. This was your idea. It's quite an interesting one. Um, who wins the golden boot this season? Let's uh, take it away, mate. Let's give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the golden the golden boot, uh, it's always a fun little uh, thing to predict. Um, we've got a lot of players in the hunt, obviously. Uh, Mohamed Salah is the favourite. Uh, and then we've got Aubameyang, Kane, Aguero, Timo Werner, Raheem Sterling, Sadio Mane, Vardy, Ings and the rest. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those lot that I just mentioned there. <laughs> uh, all those special shout-outs to Mason Greenwood, who I think, I don't think he's going to finish in the top of the top goal scorer, but he has the ability to be in the top four easily, given how he is as a player. Whether he gets much time in the field is a different matter um, as such, but he looks promising. For my top goal scorer, 
I didn't think I was going to be um, saying this person's name because I actually haven't actually rated him as super, super, super world-class, but I'm going with um, Aubameyang. I think Aubameyang has been super consistent over the last um, two years. Uh, looking back at his stats, something I've denied, and at times when I don't think Arsenal played well, he, sc- he has scored goals. Yes, he goes through patches where he doesn't score, but then he bangs in two or three goals in one game. Uh, sorry, not many happens, but two, two goals in one game. He's, a, he's, he's turned, I think he turned a leaf slightly in terms of becoming from class to world class. He's banging in goals. Arteta's playing really well under, uh, sorry, Arteta's managing really well. And um, he's here to stay and he's going to play out um, for a big move as well, if not a massive Arsenal contract. So yeah, Aubameyang is my favourite to be the top goal scorer. And you can back that at six to one at some bookmakers if you go around. Special mentions um, in the hunt as well. I will say uh, Danny Ings, again, could have a good season um, up there as well. He could be back to 18-1. to 1. And then you do have us also as well Raheem Sterling, who uh, has been scoring a lot of goals for Man City, almost plays as a striker to an extent. Um, how long will Aguero stay fit for? Who knows? But yeah, that is my prediction for the top goal scorer. And um, all this chat has got me so excited uh, for the season. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Uh, that's interesting. Awesome, bro. <clears throat> well, that's um, some good stuff, mate. Oh, I've got to say, just on that golden, golden boot thing, yeah, those players you mentioned, any one of them could win it, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think if Harry Kane personally keeps fit, um, I personally think he could outright go for it and win it. But I 100% agree if it's not him, it would be over. Because, yeah, he's been incredible ever since he came to the Premier League, man. And you're right, even if Arsenal aren't playing well, he still consistently is a uh, high the top goal scorer, more or less. So, yeah, <clears throat> see what happens. You're right. It's uh, interesting stuff, man. Week week to go. And, um, yeah, any final thoughts before we leave the shed, mate? Uh, again, I'd just like to extend uh, thanks to you uh, for inviting me uh, to the shed for the third time round. Um, looking, as I said, looking really forward, looking forward to uh, the Premier League starting. And, yeah, happy Brilliant. to hear feedback from all the fans. Uh, guys, go out there and ladies, go and listen to this pod. Uh, you will not regret it. And uh, <laughs> take some of my tips because sometimes they come through to fruition. Take the tips from Mystic Meg. He knows his shit. All right, people, thanks very much for listening. Um, stay safe. Bye-bye.